Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable. It is 4-11, Sunday, June 14th. I'm a little bit late. Sorry, guys, but uh, it's good to see you. We have Ariel, Elizabeth, Faye D, Jeremy, and Mia here. And, uh, yeah, happy Sunday. I am tired. <laughs> I'm always tired on Sunday. Ah, it's so how are you guys doing? It's a long week for, for a lot of us, right? Yeah, also tired. Long week. Yeah. Maybe it's all the civil unrest. I don't know. I'm just, uh, man, low energy today. So why don't you guys uh, go ahead? We're a basic income advocacy podcast, and uh, we are comprised of many basic income advocates. And we talk about current events. So uh, It would be funny if it's like, you know what? Like, kids, I'm just tired from like a long day of looting. If I was tired from a long day of looting, I'd have something to show myself. Like, honestly, part of the reason I'm tired is because I'm just, like, down to zero dollars. And I, like, like, fucking don't know where any of my anything is coming from. I don't know where, like, you know, any resource that I would get with money is going to come from the next two, three, four weeks. So, so, so that's a big source of fatigue. I bet that's quite stressful. Uh, can I give you a quick suggestion from some of my strategy? Uh mm-hmm. Make a video uh, on Twitter uh, explaining your situation and tag the Yang Gang. Uh, and yeah. uh, it, it's a form of trying. I'm tired it, of doing that. Always works. Tired of it. <laughs> I mean, like right, I could right. do it and do it again it next like time. You're this happens. It after it's like you know what though, honestly, Faye. Like I'm not gonna die. I don't even need the money as bad as some people. I do have a place to stay. I'm not going to not have a place to stay because of like a rent issue so there are people so, way worse off than i am even though i don't have any money or like a way to buy food or like medicine or, or if i need to go out and do anything i don't have any money but i'm gonna survive so i don't even feel like i'd be the person most in need of, of uh, making that kind of request you know i'm happy that you're gonna be okay um yeah. you know what's interesting is in like about a week i'll be uh spending time with someone who I'll, I'll just call him fully nomadic. Um, I'm going to be learning how to essentially make money while, um, like, on a ground level way. That's just like how you know other homeless people essentially raise money. But like, uh, you know, that's craft making and setting up at the waterfront and stuff. And I I think that's quite fascinating to be honest, um, because uh, the techniques are a little differently than you would expect in like even just the gig economy. You know. Yes. It's it's like I'm I'm tired of seeing people who don't deserve more than like a thousand dollars a month themselves getting a basic income of like a hundred and seventeen thousand dollars a year or some wildly high level like that by being completely and utterly useless and not even doing anything to fix the problem that they're supposed to fix. Like, well, the worst I heard, they're not even going to consider another stimulus package until late July now. Right. What, why can't we revoke their funding? Right. Like, That's seriously. Great. Like, no, no, no soup for you, asshole. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it, these are the only jobs that it's like, you can do like the shittiest job in the world and there are no consequences for you because it's kind there of. There might like, start to be consequences here soon. 
I think that's right. happening right now. You and say you say there's no consequences. Whole society feels the consequences. Right. No, but 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 it's like it's it's like we get the consequences of what they do. So it's kind of it, it it's it's like how unfair can it be? You know, it's it's yeah, there it's are consequences like, for everyone except who there should be consequences. Except the for. people who are making the problems. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's the same thing as looting. Like the looter gets, you know, the stuff, but then the business owner and the community has to suffer with like businesses that don't have stuff and businesses closing off while the looter gets away with, you know, the looting. So it's just there's legal looting and there's uh, illegal looting, but like it's both looting. One of them, the the actual person gets caught and goes to jail. The other one, the person just gets free money and nothing ever happens to them. <laughs> it's like double double standard, and you see it. And like, just I think I think the beauty of the the Yang campaign was that it it was like a politics of like happiness and good faith and contentment instead of like a politics of resentment and anger and frustration and that goes beyond just the campaign it goes into like the the idea that we can create the better world that we want to see instead of just pointing fingers and blaming others for why things suck so that creates a very good uh, headspace. So I kind of was wanting uh, people to uh, maybe summarize uh, the different things you've been a part of uh, during this whole movement and kind of like a little summary of like what we've been doing behind the scenes because we, we gather here at the podcast, but I would love to hear more about what you guys do on your free time. If, if free time, you know what I mean. Uh, for me, the biggest thing I do is just the humanity hangs, and uh, most of the rest of my time is dedicated to my uh, my ch- uh, nonverbal child. He's uh, a bit of a handful, so that takes up a lot of my life. Um, but the humanity hangs have been what I've been trying to do to help out the Yang Gang in general. It's uh, very nice and slow paced, so I can pop in and uh, talk to people and like help them through this experience. It makes me feel good. Yeah, I'll be honest, aside from per- participating in this, I've had to, like, I'm pretty caught up in the chaos of my real life right now. Uh, has everybody um, here today, have they had the chance to be on a humanity hang? Yeah, I've been to one. Um, I think I went to one of the original humanity hangs, but today I'll be on a national call, so that's kind of cool, but... I don't think that's technically the same thing, is it? No. Ariel, you actually hosted one once. Yeah. Well, a co-host. But yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was it was interesting. The there was one where I actually got to talk to Andrew Yang and I showed it to all you guys. But other than that, going to Faye your question, it's like I just love flying my drone uh that I bought. But like, I don't know. Like it's it's like I'm going to be more fulfilled if I can find a way to like make a business out of any of these things that I have a passion for yeah. and that's why I hate the schooling system so much 
still do, even though I'm, it's been a long time I've been in it. It's because they're, it's, they're so like incompetent that it's like, it, it's like, it's like I need the guidance to see how to get this passion and make it into a way that, that kind of like becomes a business and like, you know, you know, to, to like, to like share my passions with the world in in a way, not, not even for the money, just for kind of like the, the fulfillment that I get to be with people that, that, that like the same things that I do like, but like in, in, in a way that I can interact it, that, that like we, we share these passions and usually that's, that's like, like creating it into a business, but it's so like, there's, there, there's, there's no guidance for these things and it's it gets really confusing when it's all like okay well first thing you gotta do is like create a website and then like hope people will come there but then like then you advertise it and then you know yeah and i just get confused <laughs> so yeah that's 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 the thing and uh I was just telling uh, Jeremy actually when we were just kind of like casually speaking to each other, um, like how do how do we get to a Joe Rogan type person to kind of really get these ideas, the audience that they need? And... You kind of had an epiphany on how we might be able to do something like that. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, instead of reaching out to Joe Rogan himself, we should be reaching out to staff on their Twitter accounts and such to speak with them and try to form a personalized relationship there. Because you're never going to get straight to Joe Rogan himself immediately. Well, we have to ask ourselves, um, what is the interest of these staff members in us? Same interest as Joe Rogan's would be, I would assume. I mean, we I, mean I think we well, can pull it off at well, some point in our life. Look, we just have to learn how. We 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 got it. Look, we got to first find common ground. Joe Rogan's podcast with David Pakman was talking about the pull yourself by your bootstraps idea being like nonsense because no 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 one can predict what a person's past has been like. Everybody's gone through a certain set of their own struggles they've had certain parents whether they were supportive or not they've had they've been in a community that we don't know if it supported them or not or had its own problems their their teachers their mentors their uncles and aunts their sisters and brothers it's all it's all like a crapshoot you know so so some people like win this being born to decent human beings in a decent place lottery and some people lose that lottery and to say that that lottery is is completely independent of your lot in life is a load of bs and uh i think this is the perfect place to discuss that with someone like joe because um because because he he invites a lot more of like the Bernie Sanders types kind of people, but the thing is is like we just have a message that'll like that says like 
yeah, let's even that playing field out a little bit and let's not hold people's uh, struggles in their past or their, their lot in life and, and just say, oh, it's your fault you didn't end up or have the things that you want. And uh, this, this is a perfect, one of us is a perfect people to discuss that with him. And yeah, I, I think I think like that's the common ground we can hit on, uh, because because sometimes when there's no common ground to hit on, they're all like, okay, so why am I interested in you or what you have to say or things? It's like, you know, I mean that, that's always the way you, you you know you have to think about it when you're trying to broker an agreement between two different parties. You have to see what each party right. wants, and you know we we certainly have a good sense of what we want. We're basic income advocates and we have a podcast. We'd like to go on a podcast. Um, so, you know, the Joe Rogan people, I don't know what their politics is. We hope it's ours, but it could be diametrically opposed for all I this, know. This, this is the thing though. Like we, we have to, I was telling Jeremy, like, um, uh, be like, not look at ourselves as like, Oh, unworthy or, Maybe, oh yeah, no, you no. know, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm take take your shot. I'm saying take your shot, but like understand the like you know what we're looking for in terms of like motive. Right. Like we have to find a motive with for the person we're trying to broker well, a deal with for them to want us. But no, no, well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're unworthy and we shouldn't take a shot. I'm just saying like when we try to do this kind of thing, uh, you employ a little bit of psychology to understand the the best way to proceed. We should take a good shot. We should take our best shot, not yeah, exactly. random that's, shot. That's all yeah. I'm saying. And I understand how, yeah. how you were getting that read where I was like, oh, no, no, we're not there yet. But that's not what I was intending at all, Ariel. So just, yeah, thank you for letting me clarify that. So please go on. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying that. I, I just think it's such a shame that we don't have a large audience base because we throw a, a, out some really, really good uh ideas out there that people 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 should really be digesting but the problem is not that people are opposed to what we want what we stand for the problem is it's like they don't even freaking know right and it's like that's like the part time the in general like if you really think about it we haven't been doing this that terribly long and we definitely haven't had like a schedule even that long Compared to how long so we've So I think we have like we have like one episode in February. So pretty much since March we've been doing this. So over three months. But not But the thing is we can evolve the way that we use social media as a collective like entity. Because if we can achieve like working with people such as like big authors or Joe Rogan or like movie stars or directors, like we change the face of what's possible. That sounds good if they're interested in, you know, having a conversation on basic income. Yeah, but no, I, I think, think we there are people that should be part of the team that might not even know it, right? They don't yeah. know the Yang Gang, but it's they're a viral media. idea. We're evangelists. Evangelize and see who responds. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Jeremy, think, you're saying. Yeah, I think we, uh, for, for what we are and how many people that, we, that, that our show reaches, I, I think we actually punch above our weight class pretty heavy. I mean, we, yeah. we had Mike, we had Broyer on, we had Tim Ryan, we had Bro Kana, um, Steve Marchand, I think was a big one for me. Um, I yeah. think, uh, I mean, we get a, we get some some pretty impressive guests on this show. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm very Fire. happy with the state of the show. I am t- the, the the fatigue I'm experiencing has nothing to do with the show. I'm so I'm very excited about the show. Even talking about yeah. it's like raising my energy. It's like so I'm just li- I'm living in the same America as everybody. And like, yeah. man, yeah. let me. Yeah. Let me just, it's just been so hard. It's just been like a big emotionally taxing week right. for everybody. And for like Whoa. the way that you know, for let me, let me just share some of the personal ways that's gonna have for me. Like you know, I had like a. Sure. Had like a little uh, an argument with uh, with Ben, who's been on the show a couple times, and like he's he's mad at me. I think he's not talking to me now. I'm sure I'll talk to me in a bit, but like <laughs> stuff is so stressful, and it's like it's just our class difference coming to a head. You know, he Whoa. he he has to. I'm sure he's 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 in a whole different world. You know, Whoa. I'm sure there are things he would say that would be unacceptable to some some people in his life that I'm telling him, and that's what we're all up against. And all and 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 everyone's so stressed and I, I and I, and to have run completely out of money at like the same time was like sure. eating ramen and just not sleeping very well. And I I agree with, <laughs> but both the podcast you. is going well. Yeah. I, I agree with both you and Jeremy and, and, and yeah, I'm so impressed when these people come on and I'm like, wow, then, then, but, the, but, but you see, here's the part that, that, that like, when I think about it, it annoys me. It's like, Hmm, like how, how many people, how, how many things that go viral that are of no consequence to people's lives as in like, it's, it's just a funny little laugh or it's just a stupid thing that somebody did or it's it it, it 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 doesn't last, you know. It, it just goes viral, and 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 a million of people across the world see it. Like let's say like the coffin dance. I don't know if you guys all saw that. Like that that became really famous, and like it was those African guys, and it, it was pretty funny, you know. Yeah, but then things that are of real consequence and can can help people, like someone like Jacqueline. With 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 all her struggles that are going through, and and uh, you know th- things that really require like critical thinking and heading into like a Star Trek kind of future that are drowned out by stupid bullshit. Yeah. So that's that's why I I keep saying like, hey, like if, if we can if we can get like a lot of views and a lot of audience. Then it, it it's it's about time that intelligent discourse about like creativity and where the future can head and all this like awesome stuff, like we find a way for that to get the eyeballs and for that to go viral, then it's like we found a winning formula over here. You know, to be honest, I mean, it's it's pretty hard to get anything information dense that requires critical thought to go viral because that's usually things that people are getting just a quick visceral enjoyment out of. And I'm frankly not going to knock it. It's, it's like, it just being some happy little thing is an inconsequential, like they go viral because people are like, they're enjoying it. They're, sh- they're sharing it with other people because it's making them mm. smile and laugh. And boy, howdy is right. that a necessary right. thing but, right but, now. But you see, like, th- this is why we're in the mess we are now. Why we have this this uncontrollable virus and people, like, no. staying on the that, streets. That, not, not because like, of that, it, but, but I'm, I'm saying because people, people don't want to make the critical thinking things go viral and the, the real solutions to the real problems. So, like, all this other stuff is just... I mean, just... to be fair, this is two weeks in a row we're having the same conversation. I understand why this conversation isn't going viral. 
this is two weeks and we're having the same, we don't have an audience, we should have an audience, why don't we have an audience talk? Like, You're not wrong, yes, this is exactly uh, our kind of conversations. But in my I wasn't here last I, week. I don't think we need to necessarily get a large audience, we just need the right people yeah. that we can talk to in this group, and then we have a, a thing we can share with the right people. Uh, therefore, uh, they listen to it and get ideas and or are like, shit, I need to be part of this think tank, too, uh, because that's the only way I think we're going to get anything done. And if we get the right kind of people coming onto our show, it becomes a resource to other people, right? It's not necessarily who our audience is. It's who we get to talk to. If I can be um, if I can say something real quick, it would be really great if we could just get one shout out from um, Andrew Yang himself, because that's our wheelhouse. That's our core base. If more people from the Yang gang knew about us, more people would listen. We have a strong um, core base that we could be tapping that for some reason we are not actually accessing anyways. And that's my opinion. Like we are trying to reach out to a lot of people who aren't necessarily already interested in us. If we want to build a core base, we should be, like trying to pull them in a little bit more. I know we're trying to spread the message outward, but for the people to view, to have like a solid, um, a solid following, you need to have people who are like-minded watching as well. That's absolutely correct. Like I know we need to be reaching outside of our bubble, but algorithmically first, we need a strong base of people who support our message. And I think it's mostly timing. Like when we started doing this, why we didn't start with one. Um, but yeah, we should be working on, on um, cultivating that. I mean, we. The, what's beautiful about this group is we can strategize things, right? You know, like that. That that's part of the beauty of what we provide, um, which is good because if other people use our example, you know. Anyways, yeah, I think that subject's kind of been exhausted a little bit, though. <laughs> so did anything besides protests happen in the news this week? Like, has anything happened with the CARES Act? Are we getting any closer to anything resembling a UBI? No, they don't. They don't. No, no. It's It's been, of course, just, you know, the civil unrest. And at first, at first, the civil unrest involved economic uh economic aspects people you know that was and now it's not reported on anymore the civil unrest is reported on less and less even though it's still going on and the you know the the, the reports of what demands are dwindling and um it's not going to matter until about 6 weeks from now when they predict that the uh stock market's going to crash again because people are getting kicked out of their homes then oh, God, in they're going to pretend yes. they're going to pretend that they were worried about it the whole time, call an emergency session, and probably pass some quick thing that everybody will just be like, "Oh, we're just so fucking happy you did something about." Yeah. Sorry, that pit. Um, no, no, yeah, no, no, I don't. It, yeah, I mean, I hope it's two thousand. It'll probably be another like twelve hundred, though. They probably won't even up it. And who knows if it'll? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, they're not going to act until, again, they are just doing it to stop the rug from being pulled out from under them too quickly. So what kind of things, what kind of strategies do we need to start working on? What, what is the next step for us then? If, if we're already uh, tapped out on our other things we've talked about, what's next?
I, I, I'm sorry. In, uh, in, in relation to uh, what exactly? Well, as our team, like we, we, we have all these things that we want to work on. Right. Uh, so, and, or like who we need to find or like, like who needs to pass what and how can we encourage that? But like, essentially, um, what is our next step, you know, actionably? Uh, for, for me personally, um, it's going to be focusing, focusing on the pack and, uh, yeah. and getting that off the ground. That so, is a good um, thing to talk more about. Why don't we talk more? How's that going, Jeremy? You, you've been working on it a little bit for, for a while. Yeah, so, um, so all of our, uh, our paperwork has been filed. Oh, um, wow. So we just, uh, just, just got to hear back from the FEC to, uh, to make sure that our application was approved. Um, and then from there, we're going to get a website off the ground. And then after that, like, so after we get the website, we, like, we really want to have like something that appears um, very legitimate. And um, it, obviously it will be legitimate, but like, you know, have some kind of uh, polished um, package that people can like go on to and donate to or like, you know, see what our, our clear mission and, uh, and, and values are. Speaking then, of them, it, do you mind uh, stating them for anybody who might end up listening to this, like the mission statement and the values in general? So it's uh, we, we haven't like formally put everything all together, um, but it, it's really going to boil down to you know just uh, humanity first, and some of the um, the issues that we can find common ground with uh, with uh, with conservatives. Fantastic. So, I'm so glad that's going down exactly as we had discussed it. Right. Yeah, so, so I think the people that we're going to try to target are the candidates that we're going to try to target. Also, let, let me explain what our PAC uh, really is. Um, it, it, it is not a super PAC. Um, it is just a normal political action committee. Uh, if people want to donate, they can only do it as an individual basis. They can only give us up to $5,000. Um, and with the funds that we raise, we can actually give directly to candidates up to $5,000. Um, but we can still do all the other things that a, that a super PAC does. So, you know, um, post ads, billboards, yard signs, those, you know, those kinds of things. But and we can also give... Yeah, but in those, in those down ticket elections, you know, $5,000 can be huge. Yes, right. Like, well, like... Um, look at Jermaine Johnson. Mm. He, he, uh, he, he won exactly. with less than yeah. 3,000 votes. And, exactly. And anything is possible. So uh, we're going to try to infiltrate um, these deep red communities. Like, there's a reality with, uh, with the American electoral political system is there, there are, uh, I guess you could call strongholds in this country that are going to be red Republican like, no matter what. And mm. so those are the places that we're going to try to identify and, uh, and coordinate with, and those would be our, our target areas. So, so in general, we'd be looking at more of a, 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 a rural uh, type areas. That's good. Um, yeah, you know, it's 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 um, it's really unfortunate that Dan didn't do better. But I really, really wish he could he could run again or run for a different office or something or be involved uh, somehow in this. Right. Well, I mean, at least Dan got his name out there. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. He's definitely someone that we um, want to partner with first. So, you know, uh, would definitely like to get him back in the, uh, not, not in campaign mode just yet. But whenever well, I mean, comes, like, he's just such a valuable 
resource intellectually. He's got just the right mind for this project. So I just, you know, he's he's such a even as just like a consultant, he's kind of key. Yes. I feel, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. What what kind of things does uh, like consult like, and how do we facilitate that? I'm oh, sorry, okay. can you uh, repeat, out there. repeat the question? Who, um, so like, who uh, could he uh, help consult, you know, and how do we make that happen? Um, what I would like to do is just have, you know, just have a private conversation with me, uh, Dan and Zach, and uh, just lay out, you know, some insight from what it was like during his campaign, uh, where resources would have been helpful for him, um, what the Yang Gang um, or a political action committee could have done to support him to get his message out, and uh, and really identify those key areas and expand them into other campaigns as well. Jermaine Johnson was actually on the Humanity Hangs uh, for Thursday, Thursday I think it was, and uh, he said that the biggest thing that the Yang Gang provided for him that was like the clincher for it was one hundred percent the. Uh, um, call banking, phone banking, uh, and all the calls that came in through there. He said, like, uh, over 3,000 uh, votes seemed to be directly from that or something along those lines. I can't remember the exact wording, but the phone banking was hugely important. Oh, yeah. It, uh, everything is on the table in terms of how we uh, plan to support candidates. So, yes, yeah, definitely things like, uh, like phone and text banking are things that we would. Uh, like to get involved with it just comes down to getting access to that uh that voter information and the, the cost associated but yeah that's definitely something that we want to uh work our way into and then also i guess we'll probably i'd say probably we definitely will have to identify uh with some folks on the uh, in the yang gang that are you know also sympathetic to our cause and are contribute Well, it's a very diverse group. You should be able to uh, find some very passionate Yang Gang on the uh, right side of the fence over there. Oh, for sure. We've had some on. We had Rio. Uh, I mean, when we kind of conceived of this idea, he was there. So I hope he's still involved in, to some degree. Uh, even if he's not, he's still, you know, it's a good, a good, a good person to have the option of consulting. And um, we didn't say his full name, but Dan Larson is Dan for Montana, who ran, um, did not. He did not win his race, but he was attempting to be the first, um, you know, Republican to to win a race in the UBI caucus. So I really hope he inspires someone else to pick up that that torch. But you know, the super PAC, we we kind of have picked it up at least. Like this is really going to be key because if it's not a uh, unilateral effort, then it's not going to work. It's going to become a political football, and it'll just become like a purgatory issue, like you know, like healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, you... a lot of the things. That... Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. I was gonna say it's a we're gonna try to do very similar things that uh, Humanity FWD did, um, you know, did, did for the Yang campaign. So similar things in that vein. It just uh, had a uh, a red colored background instead of a blue one. That's so <laughs> smart because there's so much overlap in blue ones and the red one. It's gonna do a lot of good. Man. Did you guys see that post I made that was like pretty much like congrats, congratulations, you passive income. Yes, 
Yeah, like honestly, realistically, we've already earned the dividend. Yes, right. Like they've already used our da- data, and it's really just like, by the way, this is how you make it happen and get it in your pockets. Uh, you know, like just just <laughs> get a bill, <laughs> say yes. That's all you got to do. <laughs> uh, but like the uh, to me, it felt very game esque, right? So like achievement un- unlocked essentially, but it's like real world and. Uh, but it's like you, you also get an action item on how to uh, essentially um, collect your money. It's like you, anybody can technically earn money, but there's a little bit of work to make sure you get it. Even just with the stimulus check, right? People had to do a little bit of work to get it. That's essentially the equivalent. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I liked that approach at least. I really wish we had that, man. I was going to vent a little bit. I was going to vent about this week, man. Let's hear <laughs> so, it. Like, I had that argument at the beginning of the week with Ben. And, uh, <laughs> me, so me, uh, Moto and Ben have been, like, talking politics since time immemorial, since we were, like, in high school. And, uh, you know, when he was volunteering for the Warren campaign, and Chris, or Moto, this was all, uh, was all for Bernie, and I was all for Yang. We were, like, really, <laughs> stuff got really heated, but, Ben was, he was uh, physically distant from me and and uh, Moto, and he's also maybe a little more sensitive. So he like he would just like give up the conversation for like weeks at a time, and then come back. And uh, so I feel bad because I like you know I got into a heated argument with 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 Ben, and he had just come back to the to this this political chat that me and and him and uh, and Moto were having on Discord, like a three person DM, and. Uh, so he's gone. And he's mad at me, and I hate that. And then, like the next, the next day, I'm you know I'm completely out of money. My brother, who I live with, is also out of money, and, and like we get into a little tiny fight over nothing. And we're just we're just so on edge because of everything, and we have no money. And he's super mad at me too. And brother's not even talking to me today. So it's a shit day. And uh and like I uh <laughs> you know we don't know like what we're gonna do for dinner and stuff so i'm like i call my mom like mom in florida i'm like hey can i borrow like a hundred bucks i hate to ask this being a full adult but you know me and my brother we don't have any money and she's like oh no i have to give my dentist three thousand dollars and i'm asking people to borrow money this week so i can't help you out and none of this would fucking have happened if we had a uba (laughs) anyway i just want to get off my chest i feel better so let's go on and talk about... We're not the only one who is experiencing that, though. <laughs> like, realistically, this is a struggle that many Americans are dealing with right now, right? My dog has an ear infection. One of my dogs has an ear infection, and we don't know how the hell we're going to uh, get that paid for. We're uh, starting to fiddle that one around. It, some, and, and then sometimes, like, I'm getting this uh like unemployment compensation and then i i feel like i start feeling a little guilty i'm like should i just start like throwing this money at like random people because like i don't know but then i but but then it's like well i don't know what's going to happen after you know it runs out and then and then i'm like like that that that's number 1 and number 2 I always wanted to save this money up to do something really awesome with it. So if we had a UBI, I wouldn't, <laughs> it's it's like, I wouldn't feel that guilty for, uh, 
not just wanting it to throw this money at random people. And then I'm like, hmm. But but then I think to myself, hang on a second. But there there are people with like shit tons more money than I have. And why aren't they helping these people out? And and it's like and and when this uh, a compensation runs out, like what do I put together from there? So like it's this it's this weird strange mix of feeling a little bit of guilt for like maybe I should like donate a lot of it and uh but no like I don't know what's going to happen in the future so I better not throw it around <laughs> it's like it's the second yeah. one you better not throw it around like honestly you're going to you don't want to end up in a position where you are then having to ask somebody else to put right. themselves out to give you money just right, leave exactly. it for when you need it so that, that way you're not becoming you know, you're not having yeah. to rely on somebody else. I know that feeling, having to rely on other people. It's heartwarming that they do it, but you feel terrible too accepting their cash when you know that they can't be in a much better position themselves. Especially, right. it's bad. It hurts. Right. Yeah. It's 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 it's, re- it's pretty ridiculous how how uh, I think Crystal said it best on the Hill. She said like like how Congress just drowns the corporate sector with money and then all of us have to like put up GoFundMe pages. It's like, what the hell, (laughs) you know? And, uh, you know, like, but, but, but who should really have a conscience and who should really be feeling bad are the scum who create these laws. But they're, 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 they're the kind of people who, who wouldn't care if they're, you know, asking for money and they even have more, and somebody gets less, and they just pocket it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's messed They're up. They're incentivized today. not to care too. That's one of the that was one of the great things about like Yang's whole entire campaign was the idea that we needed to move away from like this gamification of the economy. Like making a game right. out of a lot of things is great. Making a game out of people's lives is not. Right, that's just sick. It's like who, whoever can run over the most pedestrians wins. You know. <laughs> you know, I was think- I was thinking about law enforcement and how like they take the words so literally, right? Law enforcement, not ethical mm-hmm. enforcement, not you know, humanitarian humanity enforcement, but law enforcement, as if that is. I mean, okay, so uh, as someone who's poly. One of the things I had to do was uh, I found this thing called the Relationship Bill of Rights, right? And I translated that to Friendship Bill of Rights. And I've translated it to just like Human Bill of Rights, right? Like all you have to do is change the wording to fit different groups, right? We need like a Human Bill of Rights. We don't have any of that. It's not an ethical treatment of interactions with other people. Right. No being forced relationships or things that crush your soul just because it's dollar value actually into that you know but we don't care well it's, it's not fair that the only market is uh you know narcissists uh at, right. you know, for our relationships that we can get into it's with a business right Sorry. yeah i mean i mean look at our narcissist yeah, you're right yeah <laughs> like like every, every everything is about like and 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 Oh god, I, I hate it so much where it's like like we've just become this country of like multi-level marketing and online courses 
where there's 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 always some like the vast majority there's always some asshole uh making a recorded commercial like oh does your life suck are you having trouble with your finances oh and 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 you know traffic stops so come and join my mlm or get my online course and here are some people who did it and it's like I remember when blah 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 in my life, but then I got his online course, and oh my goodness, fucker! And it's like poses in front of some expensive rented car, pretends he's like, "Do you want to rent a car and pretend it's yours like I did?" No, no, but 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 fuck, like this is this is the only economy we have right now are narcissistic douche muffins getting in front of like you you know you know all of this stuff, and and they're they're like the they're like the only choice because we've we've created. People so much that like like these it it, it gives power to these narcissistic douchebags for their online products because the regular paths are so fucked fucked up that now that these paths that are even more fucked up but the legitimate choice it's it's pretty scary. Can I just say, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, I want a shirt that totally says narcissistic douche muffins are not my type. <laughs> I would buy that shirt if I had the shirt. Whose type are they? Some people's. Surprisingly, a large number of people's. <laughs> it's because we have a literally predatory economy where the fair yeah. point is to shed the most weight, make the most profit. And it has nothing to do with the quality of your product. It has nothing to do with the quality of life that you are creating for the people that you are employing. It has nothing to do with anything but the exact amount of dollars you make above of your expenditures. It's pretty gross. It's it's just we we've stripped the humanity out of all of this, and we've replaced it with this this sick grotesque uh, internal dialogue that we force people to tell themselves because we're like, like a cult of bootstrapism and workism and all this crap where the we worst tell part is, it doesn't even work what we end up is with, with this inferior product mm-hmm. because people can't afford to buy the better products in the first place no, no it's it's not only that and then what do we tell those people Oh, it's because of you. You you haven't worked hard enough. It it it's like I think I think we like the rise of all these pharmaceutical pills is most likely directed directly related to all of this. But I think with these protests, we're seeing people that are sick and tired of internalizing the self harm and telling themselves that there's something wrong with them, and they're finally telling the system. Fucker, there's something wrong with you. I I don't want to take your antidepressants. I don't want to take your Zoloft or whatever the fuck. I don't I don't need your like crappy, uh, uh, you know whatever the hell you're selling. This system needs to change from the ground up because because the system has been doing psyops, like the psychological warfare that it's like it's your fault you're not happy in the system because there's. There's something wrong with you. And people have been buying that. And I think they're tired of buying it. But, okay. But also, 
we, we also don't have anybody checking the ethics of training programs. We have military <laughs> programs that don't have, like, you know, even a therapist to go over it and be like, well, that actually causes trauma. Maybe we shouldn't be doing something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, it's, it, like, like, it's so gross how some therapists, like, cause people trauma themselves. It's, it's, it's just, oh, I mean, there, there are no words to describe people doing a set job where they actually do the opposite of their job that they're intended to do. It, it's like a concept called clown work, where like doctors make the, the, the they hurt people, law enforcement break their own laws. Teachers, like, teach the wrong things and they don't know what they're teaching. Uh, you know, like, every, everybody's doing the opposite of what their, like, job description is. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, technically, uh, we don't even pay attention to the wording of how things are. Uh, if you were, okay, our brain, if you look at neurology, our brain actually uh, removes certain words when we say them. Uh, so if you say don't or do not or no or whatever, um, it's encoding it in the memory with whatever uh, topic. So it just kind of echoes whatever you're saying. So I don't want to be fat. I want to be fat. I want to be fat is actually what's being encoded in your brain because <laughs> it drops that word, right? And, and so imagine that we have like don't uh don't kill and then all that's encoding is kill 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 so actually the wording that we choose is part of our downfall hmm. uh which is actually why i think the bible is extremely uh it needs to be rewritten to get more positive like i don't i'm not religious okay but the problem is the religious people are looking at the wording that's like Thou shall not kill, and then it, it, it's it's just dropping all the other words in our brain, and that's dangerous. Um, so their their whole religion just needs to be tweaks a little, <laughs> just wording wise, and then they might actually become a little more ethical, eh, in my opinion. It's it's pretty complicated, so I'm not gonna go into yeah, that too is. much. I I agree. It's, it's it's complicated, and I I just think that like collective trauma. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. Like, is is like passed down from generation to generation. I don't think. I I, I think if if it wasn't for collective trauma, this wording thing wouldn't be such a big deal. I I I just I just think it's 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 all this like like collective trauma in people's lives that people are like constantly pushing underneath the rug, and we have a culture in this fucked up economy that we lived in with our you know, like, garbage leaders that's like, um, what can I say, like, uh, like, don't, like, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be, talk about your weaknesses or your vulnerabilities or what's bothering you, because then it's like, oh, then no one wants to be around you and nobody wants to talk to you, and it's like, but, but, but hang on, no, like, that's, that's what, you know, a community's supposed to do, they're supposed to get the people who are the most vulnerable or the people who are the most weak and the people who are the most struggling and see what they can do to take them out of there to to, to see what they can put together but but it, it it's so gross and it's so disgusting 
it's like we 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 get the person who's who's already doing well and who already has everything they they can possibly get and, and more and we just worship at their altar and we leave behind the people who actually need the most help and we wonder why our country so The thing is, as entire globe have been traumatized, and I remember in my research, I was like, "How can an entire world be traumatized?" And honestly, that's just the reality of it. I think it's because we've never learned how to have post-traumatic growth, right? We got stuck at PTSD, and we didn't figure out solutions until recent uh, discovery. And and, uh, and uh, the profitability of uh, this by very nefarious, disgusting people who capitalize on the pain and the suffering of other human beings to make a quick buck, to, uh, to, to use it for their own, uh, what is it, like, ego uh, inflation, <laughs> you know? And th- th- that's what a lot of these marketing gurus do. And, and, and same for pharmaceutical companies. They, they, the, the, the traumatic state of others, the pain and suffering of others is their market. And it's, it's all like, like when I uh, learned about closing, we learned about like going into people's pains and we call it like level one, level two and level three pains. And we use those like, like marketers and salespeople, they push on those pains and they dig into those pains just so they can have the money in your wallet. Them. I have no money in my wallet. Then they tell you to take out a credit card. <laughs> I don't have to... enough credit or credit card. Right, exactly. So, so then they just let you wallow in your pain. <laughs> One, I don't know if they were even intending to fix it or not. They'll say like, if you don't buy this thing, like you'll, you'll like you'll you'll feel even worse than you already do. So then you just end up feeling worse than you already do, even if you did buy it. Probably, I don't know. Won't make a difference. Depends on what you're buying too. If you're buying something that is actually going to help you advance yourself, you actually probably feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I went to the store right now and I could go and buy like all the things I needed necessary to redo the floor in my kitchen because it's like disintegrating on me the tile. That would make me pretty happy. Well, well, it's it's oh, different, uh, Ariel. Yeah. Uh, what you said just mashed up with, with what uh, Faye D said, where uh, <laughs> if you don't buy this, you're going to regret it. <laughs> right. And then you regret it either way because of the way it encodes. Yes, exactly. You you regret. You know. If that's true, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and is that how it works, Faye? Is that does that track? What did you say? Well, he was saying how uh, you know he go you go to a store. <laughs> You see, some, uh, you see some self-help bullshit and, and uh, you know, someone's like, hey, if you don't buy this, you're going to regret it. And then Ariel's like, oh, and then if you don't buy it, you're, you feel worse. And if you do buy it, you still feel worse. <laughs> Are we a society built on negging? Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of capitalism and advertising it's and the theory behind advertising. 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's like 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 it's disgusting how in the schools we don't learn how to be content, and we we just you know and 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 then well, contentment contentment you know, is not profitable. Right, exactly. It's not profitable. And and here here's here's what some slick uh you know um marketing guru does to people. It's it's probably a cost of whatever it is in like the thousands or the three or four thousands and then they, they, they like they put the little, you know, bait in front of you that says like, here is the things that if you learn what I'm teaching, then like, you know, you'll you'll you know, be professional at this. So you you get all these like whatever hot girls, everything that you could ma- ever imagine of like this and that. And then and then if it, and then you're like, okay, buddy, like I don't I probably don't need all those things. Like kind of like leave me alone. But then then they they go with the opposite direction and they said, "Oh, so you're not buying it?" Well, do you realize that eventually like everyone's going to hate you or like, you know, you know, then this is going to fall apart for you and that's going to fall apart for you. And then, and then before you know it, you'll find yourself in like the middle of the alley begging for change and like this and that. And then they, they, they also scare people into buying something. They, they go the opposite route. They'll say your life's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and more and more complicated and frustrating. And, 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 the, and, and they do it to people who actually have like problems psychological problems these people need time on the couch not buying some kind of you know thing and and just the whole thing of it it's it's it just gets so nefarious and so sick that you know it it, it's like push some people to suicide to lose their homes their cars and like things like that and but 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 then then we're gonna have like a whole fucking economy built on this and you know, it, it's not cool. It's not good. Well, part of the thing is we can't actually facilitate uh, uh, rent forgiveness right now. It, it just seems like such a, a complicated issue because, you know, you can't just have the renter be the one that's like, no, I won't, because they'll be come after, right? And then the consequences just grow the higher up you go in the chain. It's like, uh okay how how can we have rent suspended you know you know unless you're living with your family and you know maybe you don't want to live with your family because maybe they're more toxic than living on the street uh sometimes that's the case you know with people i've met at least yeah it's it's complicated but the thing is it, it starts when we get rid of the hype and we actually like go into the substance, but every everybody is it's like a lot of people want to stay into, in the hype and stuff like that. And uh, you know these stupid politicians with their buzzwords and their culture war- wars don't allow for anything of substance to actually be. Uh, hence, why we're all here, why we're all talking about this, because when this 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 actually important stuff that like needs to be worked through gets caught in like this hype tornado everybody's screwed you know it was interesting i watched this video and it's like uh this guy he's like 31 he's talking to a 42 year old and kind of arguing back and forth but he's talking to but not arguing it's like we're still angry right keep coming out here protesting and everything else he turns to the 16 year old he's like we have different generations still angry the way we're doing it isn't working 
you have to find a new way. This is not working. And he's just talking to a 16-year-old. He's like, look, this is exactly where you're going to be yeah. in, you know, this many years uh, yeah. if we don't try a different approach. Well, yeah, that's interesting. You, Yeah, I saw that the about the Black Lives Matter. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, it's funny. It's the same thing. I was having a conversation with my mother, and I noticed something about the boomer generation. Not just my mom for being an immigrant. But like they, they, they're always bringing up and looking back at like the past. If only we could just go back to this, or or they're always getting together and reminiscing about something that happened twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, and they have this habit. And then I said, you know what? You would never drive a car, uh, looking back and driving and then getting into a crash because you're looking at the rear view mirror or you're just turning your head and looking back, you're looking forward. And then I noticed, you know what? Like, like that, that, that's, that's just the older people in my family. This is a culture with older people that they're, they're always looking to the past to solve the problems of the future. And, and I see this with like the politicians and, and with, with, especially with Trump and and to a lesser extent, even with Biden, it's like they're 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 not looking forward, and they're 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 looking back, like you know when I was a boy or when I was young. Amy Klobuchar, oh my dad was saving like quarters and pennies in like a coffee jar to go to community college, where in that time a community college degree could get you some decent job that was even high paying. We're now targeting. You can save anything. quarters and it could make a it's, dent in your tuition. It's, it's not it's like, like that. It's yeah, not yeah, nineteen no, no, no. fucking thirty. Right, exactly. No, but these are our idiot, you know, politicians stuck in these dead paradigms, these zombies. We have a bunch of fucking zombies and it's like stop. You know? We, we, in, we, in a small defense that it does not change the fact that we do need a change in leadership, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that they are basically um, retreading worn neural pathways. And it's just natural for a human being to rely on past experiences, to, especially as you get older. That's just uh, something that tends to happen unless you're actively fighting against it and actively trying to change your mindset as you age. Right. Well, well, well it's easy, right? Go go by the past, you yeah. know. Well, the other thing, too, is people don't realize where the initial trauma started. What caused the aversion to whatever we're fighting for? So um, I was giving this example um, uh, just the other day where uh, we actually, um, if you dig into it, uh, there's been studies that movies actually encode as part of your brain if you're watching it as a child. Uh, and it actually has created trauma in people. Uh, the movie It caused the fear of clowns, just hands down. Uh, like, there's the movie, um, uh, the other one I was referring to, um, Spiders. If you watched Arachnophobia as a child, you might be afraid of spiders. But then you watch the movie when you're adults, and you're like, wow, that was really a cheesy movie, right? Um, and then it's not even um, scary, but when you're so young, your brain doesn't know how to, like, actually um, process that. And so that's when the aversion started, right? It's it been encoded in our brain. That's what happens uh, in this scenario. So I'll pass. I, I will just avoid this thing now, right? And instead of looking toward the source of where that trauma started, 
maybe you avoid going to hospitals, right? Because maybe someone you loved died there or it, whatever it was, right? Maybe you got really injured. Now you don't want to go to hospital, but you've got something you haven't checked out in like three years because you're, you had to go once, you know? And so uh, we don't go back to the source because actually if you remove or like, you know, analyze it uh, with your memory, like now of what you've learned, you're like, oh, you know, actually that's not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. You work through it and it actually breaks all the chains after it so you know like all those other clown movies don't become as scary you know uh because you're actually uh they say um exposure therapy is how you get past things you just have to create new neural networks if you go to a favorite spot with a partner and you guys break up uh maybe you avoid going back to that place even though you like it instead of grabbing new friends making new memories of that place right but that's the same thing that's happening with older people, right? They haven't looked back to the past where their aversion started. Maybe there was just a bully, or maybe someone stole something from them. Whatever, you know, where was the source of this behavior? And why do they believe it? And have they ever psychologically looked back upon it to work through those emotions? They have to literally feel the emotions. And when you cry, you actually release certain chemicals that help alleviate and make you feel better so like crying is super healthy but we've suppressed it but little literal chemical reactions happen when you cry it's necessary for our body right and so like maybe they've just not dealt with that um but yeah the chains break away so how do we help facilitate that i don't know but but you see we're in a catch-22 the same people that Faye, you you have to explain this to and talk to the minute that you'll you'll try to say these things to them they'll block it off like no i'm fine i don't need help like you know like oh like like and 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 then and then they'll they'll go even deeper trying to explain to you why they're right that's why that's hard why it, been somebody whose trauma as you're putting it is um a a fear of not being able to be self-sufficient that they need help right and 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 that and and that's where it comes from and that's why i like the phrase okay boomer kind of came into existence because all all the time you want to you know explain to the older people something they're like oh you don't you're too young to understand and you're this and back in my day blah 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 and then you're like no 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 please like no like we're trying to explain this to you in a way that makes sense oh you're just an entitled millennial you don't have a work ethic blah 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 so people, okay a lot of this is people boxing people into roles too though and there is kind of a natural thing where you come to the defense of your own people when somebody tries to pigeonhole you like that. So I think that it's actually kind of harmful to like try and force people into those roles and be like, I'm trying to teach you something that you should know. It's not a good way to get a discourse going. It's a good way to get them to hardline against what you're talking. Well, okay. So trauma uh, generally uh, is uh, generated in childhood. You know, maybe, maybe someone picked on you, maybe you're, were assholes maybe they were missing from your life like these these things trigger trauma so let, let let's go to the boomer generation what were their parents doing okay so what was that time frame in their life and what were the lessons they were teaching their kids at that point 
how were they traumatized and how do you address that trauma? Did their parents go off to war? Did their parents die in war? Did they did they work too long of hours? You know, you you gotta have to visualize in the past far enough back to figure out what type of trauma they would have encountered or the false uh, education that they got, right? Um, and then then you can actually probing questions. You don't actually even let them know that you're trying to help them through a trauma, right? Uh, you ask questions like, oh, so, like, when was the last time, you know, you had to ask for help? Or when was the last time you got a handout? You know, but you don't say handout, right? You, you, you use what they are talking about, and you ask the questions, and then uh, you start looking for a source, right? And if you do enough research, you can figure out normal, like, habitual patterns of source trauma. And then uh, you guide the questions there. And then you ask them questions on, like, you know, what would you tell 10-year-old self, you know? Like, and, like you're here now. What would you tell your 10-year-old? Because your self-talk is probably a little harsher than what you would tell your 10-year-old. Because that's your innocence, right? That's who you, uh, or maybe not, I don't know. But uh, people would like to be nice to their inner child, maybe, you know? Yeah, but I, I, I just think I, I, I just think it's kind of ridiculous how, uh, y- like younger people always have to like be the like therapists and helpers of their own, of of like the older generations. It's like should it be the other way around? Well, we have the know. internet, and we've actually right. learned our lessons. Um, yeah, we have right. resources that they don't know how. To- or are shamed to because their parents maybe shamed them. Mm, yeah, that's true. There was a whole uh, 80s thing where you were considered a nerd if you even touched a computer. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the it's paying attention to the type of but, you know, you don't even have to talk to people. You just watch the movies that we're playing, right? Uh, we use those as le- lessons. We use that as educational or at least they did. Mm. They believed everything yeah. that was on TV was truth because why would anybody lie, right? And mm. so we have all these false advertisements, you know, you know, promoting whiskey for babies, you know. So we have to realize that uh, only recently have we been more accountable and helping people uh, find real facts. I mean, the food pyramid was uh, not accurate. Right, uh, we thought yeah. we figured out, and then we evolved. But nobody gave these older people the memo that that information was false. Right. Mm. So we just need to reeducate in what's actually uh, authentic. That the lessons learned from TV might not have been the best lessons to learn. I mean, you can see transphobia in movie like even ace venture right that's a beautiful mm. movie in a, a child like mine they're laughing animals all the stuff and he's being goofy but like the main character is trans and everyone's freaking out that they kissed a trans person okay spoiler alert i'm sorry if you haven't seen it but like that's the scene right and that just was like oh that's how you act when that you're in that situation we we are monkeys we are mirror creatures 
you know, you watch somebody do something, you can mimic that behavior. Uh, and if your teacher is TV, TV, were you watching? Mm. Yeah. This is very yeah. really happy I had a healthy dose of Care Bears as a young child. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we sometimes we get too caught up in like Yeah, well I watch that too. Like uh attacking and finger pointing, but then it's like uh we should really um try to understand. That's that 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 that's why in like the early days of the Trump presidency, I really didn't like uh a lot of like just just the just, just the initial hatred towards him because it's like okay, but like you know, when he was just starting out, or not even when, even when he's like campaigning, I think all those people that really, really didn't like him at that time should have, like, when it is an approach to like actually try to start that a dialogue with him and with his supporters in good faith instead of just attacking. So they, they just made it worse by just constantly attacking and demonizing. So they just pushed those people all the way to the freaking deep end. And, it, it, like, we find ourselves where we are. <laughs> That's happening that across all the boards. Everywhere you can find a place where a position can be one or zero, somebody's on one and somebody's on zero, and there's no in-between lately. It's very right. difficult to come together when you can't agree on anything, or even just the premise of something. So, so then you just teach people how to act media through movies, get them emotionally attached. If you have uh, spikes in emotion, you encode memories. Uh, they become more solidified, right? They become kind of more memories. Uh, so if you get someone emotionally attached to a movie, you walk through them through the emotions they need to feel. Boom! Then they're like... Aha, right? You help them get to the aha moment and you're just stepping them through it because if you create it, we can step into any reality, right? We could be a mermaid or we could be, you know, a space fighter. So we, we make these movies and we become these people. We need to allow people to see what it would be like. Um, and th this is just like, can we do that? I mean, we can help facilitate like that project to be made um, to oh. actually guide the future generation um yeah and tv is doing this you, you, but you see you see and and now this is this is why i think that it's just a shame that the the audience if if, if we had like a big audience level just what we said right here just somebody out there who's having problems or anger or is pissed off or is just uh like lost you know this this could be really valuable for them so that that's that's the only reason why I say like get Joe Rogan and this and that because like 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 when when our conversations go to these places I think it's so productive but then it's like oh like no it, it it's it's like a gigantic fireworks show with like beautiful fireworks but like you only have like five people sitting there seeing it so yeah <laughs> I I think I think me more people need to know about the psychology and neurology of TVs and film and other influential creations uh, because they're essentially little spells on us humans because we get lost in the, we get lost in a book, right? 
doesn't matter what the creation is. We have to be mindful about how we use our creative magic, right? Uh, and yes. uh, but but people don't understand the power of creative magic. Like, I mean, that's what it is. You, you can help rewire people's brains creation. And at a certain and and the sick part is is that when when our brains get wired against ourselves you know and and that, that that's actually what sad guru talked about it's like this thing is inside my head why would i want to turn it into an enemy but sometimes you you are raised that uh, if you think like like when when they say if you don't fault you know then then that means you're bad if you are financially struggling, there must be something morally wrong with you. So, so you see how nefarious that is. Turning I think a lot of times that message is um, not laid on to you, like somebody specifically criticizing you, but somebody like for me and my family, it, like um, we had been very middle class at one point before um, before my family didn't know how to deal with the internet, and several of the people in my family lost their businesses in that transition. But uh, they would constantly point out to people who were in those situations and have open discussions about how terrible they thought those people were in front of me. And I, I, I am lucky that I did not internalize that kind of thing. And I found it kind of gross when I was hearing it. And it kind of made me despise my family as I grew older. But in general... Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, that, uh, that kind of programming at your youth is something that you're observing even... Like, even beyond the movies, it's closer. It is more personal. So, like, a certain amount of it has to be people being in that position in the first place to hear the right ideas from people who matter to them, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But, but yeah, there, there you go, Mia. Like, like the, there's another example. You see, and, and where did your parents get that from? Right? So it's like a chain. Or being Roman Catholic. Uh-huh. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, well, there you go. Like, even, even though they say like protest on worth ethic, I think whatever. It's it's everywhere. It, it's no, no. It's it's just so uniquely fucking American. Unfortunately, you know. You know what I would like you know. to see. I, I would like to see the debate stage look like what we are doing right here on this podcast. Why yeah. is that not what's happening on the debate stage? That is what it should be. It's not because a of the media. Well, I'll tell you why the, the media industrial complex. And that's why, you see, now you get it. Now you see why I want stuff like this to go viral, or not even viral, just to have, like, a substantial audience. Because because this needs to be in the public sphere. Because because it's like, we are really getting to the core of, like, the, these things that are so fucked up. And, and, and it can save a lot of people heartache when they're coming across this rough patch in life. Where it just seems that everything is working against them, and it's that's already bad, but it's bad enough. But it's even made worse when they internalize these bad things happening around them, and they attack themselves. And then we wonder why we see the the suicide rate in our country so high. I mean, sorry, it's 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 terrible. I will say we probably did already understand why you want that. Just that talking about wanting an audience doesn't necessarily help us get one. Like we could, we could be completely on board with yes. Like it would, it would help if more people understood this. We're listening to this. We're pushing these ideas forward. But 
Yeah. It's also more like a group chat conversation than I think uh, one that the audience really is like particularly invested in hearing us talk about. So, so I guess what we do is we find a model that we enjoy and we replicate it. What did they do that worked for them and how do we replicate that on our end, right? So instead yeah. of like hoping for it, uh, who's your mentor and can we even talk to them? You know, like what? how can we? We got to find people who can actually guide us through this. Who are the experts yeah, in this true. field? And all they have to do is teach us, right? We don't right. have to steal their ideas. Monkey see, monkey do. But we have to get questions. tutored by Joe Rogan himself. Oh my <laughs> God. Could you imagine? Or just get him to make a podcast. About Let's write to him be like, it. Joe, we don't want to like be your guests or have you as a guest. We well, want you to mentor us a little bit. Yeah. If you could do that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know specifically on Joe Rogan, but uh, okay. It, it, yeah, it's, we don't have to, but that, but I do like Joe people. Rogan, but yeah, it, it is yeah, funny but, that he's the one we keep going back to. Yeah, but okay. So the other thing is the platform. Uh, YouTube is actually one of the most. It is number one visited website, or like you know, that's what everybody uses. The number one. So there's just more traffic being brought there I, I looked at the top 100 places people go it's youtube <laughs> we should be on youtube just saying we Nobody are gets yeah yes yes we but are. like yeah. i think if we streamed on youtube or like did what these um i don't know it just seems you mean if we can find now. a way to simultaneously cast both on twitch and on youtube that's not yeah. it's possible uh, it's stuff like that yeah yeah uh, I yeah. think, it, but, but yeah, but, but remember what I told you. I said that the shout out was what worked best for me and my channel. That's how I reached up to a thousand. So that's that that that's why I bring up the importance of of just that because it it was just because I tried all the other routes of like uh, uh, upping my quality, upping my uh, content, just just kind of like SEO, uh, well, putting more tags. You know, but yeah. that shout out yeah. got me like so many in just one day. Yeah, I mean, you can get a lot of followers based on shout outs for sure. But like, I mean, what what is going to bring uh, people back and what do people know how to use? Right. And right. and so but like also, I think if we had live video on YouTube, people could mention things in the comments and then they would be interactive. Right. And it's actually, like, I like going on live YouTube streams, even if I don't normally listen to that person. But I feel like I have a voice in the conversation because it's live and it's on YouTube, a thing that I actually like and gives me alerts that I actually keep on, you know. So it's, It could it's be have a Q&A section. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and or, uh, you know, maybe something you didn't even think about. And they're like, hey, by the way, you know. Um, but, I mean, I did tarot readings uh, on a Facebook Live, and I got people I didn't, from other countries even, you know, and they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll get a tarot reading, you know. It's like uh, it, you open up who can join in on the conversation uh, by allowing the live stream chat. Um, and I think people want to feel included and, you know, important as humans. Mm-hmm. Well, well, so that, I guess uh, maybe that's that, an that, that that's why like we don't watch the legacy media anymore because that's not the way it is. It's like we we've got these 
two douche bags and they're they're just like attacking each other and it's 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 very like uh gladiator-esque kind of circus bullshit on like the legacy media and uh people are just tired of that that's very it's very low conscience too yeah. I don't know. Right. I couldn't make work because today? I couldn't afford cable, so that's that's my uh, excuse. It's not an excuse. Just it's just common sense. It's 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 a good thing that you do. It's it's like you don't need to excuse yourself for not wanting to go to like a pig farm to watch the pigs, like you know, do whatever they have got to do in the mud. So you know. <laughs> We also just need help evolving, and we just need, um, you know, uh, I was watching Simon Sinek, who's one of my favorite kind of go-to guys for uh, psychology and other stuff, you know, advice. Um, And one of the things he had talked about, uh, he was recently posting videos, and he's like, you know, people are worried that their businesses are going to close. He's like, the only reason they would close is they didn't evolve with means, right? have to like maybe you turn a fashion thing into store into making face masks right and switch your market you switch your um mission statement evolve right and you can go back later but if you can't um adjust uh you know do you at least know someone who could help you you know and ask questions and like hey i need help can you help me um so it's, it's like this I don't know. I think that takes a lot of responsibility on individuals who are already having a hard enough time uh, driving their own lives. Like to say, um, if you aren't able to instantly adapt to this emergency change, then you deserve to, you know, tank. That's that feels like the wrong message to me. I don't know. Yeah, that that is that is that that is the message that got Trump elected when it came to uh, the the changes in the job market. That Democrats were like, well, if you can't adapt to code and instantly change, then you probably just deserve absolutely nothing. And that. Well, that's why I mentioned getting. Find your mentor. Maybe maybe use this as an opportunity. Uh, Well, I think it's also a good opportunity for people to pause their lives and be like, all right, okay. Do I even. Am I even happy? Do I need to try something new? Uh, or finally address other things that haven't been addressed in lives. Like, I mean, uh, maybe this was the opportunity and sign they were looking uh, to get out, but they didn't quite want to admit it to themselves, you know? I think part only of an happened- opportunity if you were not living paycheck to paycheck to start with. I agree, I agree. UBI would make this whole thing way less uh, stressful and... Uh, because you're using up all your mental bandwidth on, like, stressing over money. So, like, I get it. Like, it's hard to even think clearly if everyone's in panic, right? And I'm not trying to just be contrary either. I just, uh, you know, pros and cons to everything. No, I like it. I like it. You guys are totally right. I'm open to, like, evolving my opinions and viewpoints, right? <laughs> Um, and sometimes I have a harder time seeing the other side. I, I 
you know, when I read Andrew Yang's book, like, I was like, shit, I should uh, prepare for the worst case scenario. What do I need to teach myself? You know, and I was like, and now I'm like, okay, so now I need to hang out with a nomad who can make money on the street at a different level than uh, what society's been doing. That's my, you know, cautionary thing. But like, I'm just trying to stay ahead of the to be like, okay, society's heading this way. Uh, you know, and what what is my uh, thing I need to at least learn about, right? But I can do that because I'm not paycheck to paycheck like other people. I have extra bandwidth in my, like, head that uh, paycheck to paycheck don't have, especially when there's, you know, impending debt coming your way. Uh, or so children depending on you or an older, you know, family member who needs to be taken care of. There's a lot of things that can tie a person to the lifestyle they're living that are life and death that don't seem like it until money stops coming in. Yeah, you're you're acutely aware of what you were for granted, right? Mm-hmm. I think we need more people to like adopt. Uh, you know, I say adopt, but, like ad adopt a friend. You know, like hey, I am doing better whatever like like can can we just adopt each other real quick <laughs> um to some capacity because i i think like if if you had somebody you can lean on in this situation and not be lonely and feeling so like just opening that door i need to be adopted and like be, yeah i actually have the all adoption that you know like we need foster care right now <laughs> Foster care for adults sounds good right now. <laughs> Is that something we could do? Like, not, like, to a full capacity, but, like, is there a, a reasonable version of that that could be created? Hmm. I think, like, that that's what we see, like, so many people um, creating all these online relationships because it's, like, the people in their uh 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 their vicinity <laughs> are 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 like the ones that they they can't get through and then um it's it's just a wider net that you can cast in the online world yeah yeah and 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 i get and and i and i get that that that's why people like open their computers and their phones and they feel so much more at home and then when they turn it off it's like they're they're going somewhere else. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. But you you get caught in different kind of rabbit holes when you go down that path. And uh, I I I think there should there should just be like like back in the old days, then we used to have like a public square or something like that there should be like a physical public square where we can have the chance to meet like-minded people you know like that would be nice actually in in like a physical space where we get to you know do that because a lot of people uh, they don't have like like school was never a place for me where i had a really hard time finding like-minded people and at work, it's like you hardly get a chance, but it's like, like, I like it more where there's like the actual 
and and but that's the thing with this with some of the places in our country it's like those places don't exist and it sucks it's like all we have are like malls and shops and you know like i don't know uh things that have money as a barrier to entry right right things that have money as a barrier to entry but damn like and and i'm not i'm not talking about like your local park as like a public square or, or something like that it has to be like a little bit different than that but but just like a, a nice wide open space with like some interesting architecture maybe a few fountains they can just go and like m- hopefully meet a like-minded person and and it's and it's like you know you're physically there instead of just online because because it's everywhere online but in in like physical spaces we can use more of it, you know so we should just reclaim all these parking lots and that have been abandoned and we should just get community members to bring over uh, extra furniture that they don't use anymore and and or uh create like a community sculpture in this abandoned parking lot and just like they themselves are the ones redesigning a vision for their community and make it adaptable but then they also feel like they contributed something personal to themselves so they've right. actually got emotional hooks in place too because um they're enjoyable like it's joyous for them like and that won't even take any money right that's just someone saying here's my parking yeah. lot and Our then, active then, program's already doing these kinds of things. I I don't have them like on hand, but like uh, if you look them up, there are people who are trying to make like these kind of community uh, sweeping changes on a more local level. And uh, if if can we get them on like, our show? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I don't know them offhand. Yeah, we we should look into this. I think, but yeah, I mean, uh, but see that that anybody can like do that, right? You just gotta come up with the idea and then figure out who you need to talk to you know and and the the, it's it's like these places are not like a freaking grocery store (laughs) right yeah it's it's, well andrew yang was saying all these places are closing up right they're boarding up they're not even uh they're becoming more dangerous how do you reclaim that area but but by you know making it yours and then you know the people normally maybe be dangerous there are the ones who help decorate it and they have fun right because because I, I, I like like a lot of this dysfunctional behavior is just coming from boredom you know he, he says when the malls close place of life they're like negative property value it's like take you take away the boredom by creating like something freaking rec- recreational that people can enjoy and do and have fun with. It, it's it's like, come on, like let's be creative, let's be interesting. People are, I, I don't know, they've they've lost that you know thing where you know we can we can do that. It's uh, it's kind of sad, but uh, but but I have hope that like like creative, interesting solutions for like a new future time. Instead of just thinking as everything as like a like a policy change and like like duh, yeah whatever. Well, I think just some people need to uh, like recognize the boredom and um, like it, I mean I'm they've done studies okay of like people. Um, will actually uh, sit in a room 
Uh, and they touch the thing that shocks them, right? Uh, but they're so bored, like, the, like, ow, that sucks. But because they're so bored, they'll touch the thing that shocks them, right? And they'll just keep doing that and because of boredom, right? Yeah. So we, we, it, <laughs> we do that it's, in a larger scale. It's, 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 the same, it's the same thing with the um, rat and cocaine experiment. Uh, you know, the, the, the rats would just go after the drugs when there was nothing else there. But when, when, when you gave them, like, a theme park in their own little rat land, they're like, oh, screw the drugs. Let's, you know, do this fun ride or some shit like that. And it's like, hey, government, stupid fuck. Uh, give people fun things to do so they, so they don't engage in bad negative behaviors. Fucking idiots. And, and make it not cost so much, right? That's the thing. Exactly, I'll- yeah, yeah. Community-sponsored events. Yeah. Just like... And, and don't get rid of community-sponsored events for, like, an MLM meeting in a hotel. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, gathering places right now in today's society um, is actually being uh, reduced even more because of, um, you know, uh, COVID, right? Um, and so, uh, people who normally gather to work on projects even are like getting bored. Even before COVID, we didn't even pay attention. It's just got worse. <laughs> or we didn't have time to do it, right? Because we had to work. Right, right. <laughs> now that now that we finally have the time to do it, we can't do it so ridiculous because you, you know and and it's it's just been years and years of poi- the, this poisoning of like you have to feel inadequate because you're not being productive like like this this disgusting dysfunctional you know uniquely american idea of just like oh like like killing it hustling killing it hustling killing it it's like Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'd rather get self-actualization, feel enlightened. Yes, but we don't teach people the right pathway to even find that. Um, but hey guys, I'm going to actually have to get going uh, slightly early. Uh, I have my puppet show. <laughs> going to walk around the beach with my puppet. Um, on video, so I'm going to get going. Um, I, it's such a joy to work with you guys. Um, but uh, if you're going to follow me, my Twitter handle is at Doni, T-I-S-D-O-N-E-Y. Um, thank you guys, and uh, I'll see you next time, okay? Cool. Bye, see you again soon. See you, Faye. Bye. Bye. Jeremy and Elizabeth, you've both been very quiet so far. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just been logistically weird. Like, I was supposed to go back to work this week. The day before I was supposed to go into training, they got a hold of me to be like, you yeah, know, enough people have signed up, so we don't actually need you. So, 
thankfully, oh, there are times the thing that trans like I, oh. I was able to transfer the job in my town and should still be able to collect unemployment on it. But I'm yeah. getting really tired of the whiplash of this year. Like every time I think, okay, this is the plan for the next like week. Nope, there's no point in planning anything. <laughs> it's just very draining. It's it's very draining. I think you've touched on a theme for 2020 there. Right. Whiplash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I stopped playing. I felt like that for a while in 2008, and then one day I stopped, and I've never started again. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't plan anymore. I, don't have, I, know, I, I, know, I no longer need Oh, that's, that's a whole different thing. I, yeah. That doesn't I mean, cost I mean, money. Think about it. The, the only pre-made plan for us is like, okay, you know, after fifth grade, you're sixth grade. After sixth grade, seventh grade. After that is eighth, and then it's like, okay, after all of these grades end, then nothing is a plan. It's like everything can fall apart. Let's see, you were supposed to spend those twelve years doing your planning for the rest of your time with almost no right, information and no practical experience. Right. <laughs> it's it's the dumbest like social experiment that in the world that it's like oh like these 12 years are preparing you for the rest of your entire life it's like blow it out your ass more like that's not the way it worked at all and it's not linear like that at all and the system is just a complete shit show <laughs> like if I were to go back I, I get the feeling um, almost every podcast that we do that like I'm like the only positive, optimistic person in this group. Like, <laughs> like does no one else here like have like any hope whatsoever? Like, oh yeah, I'm no, fucking, I, I have I'm, hope. Like, but... I'm fucking pumped up. Like, I, I think, uh, uh, I mean, like, this, this, like, the, despite the all the chaos and, and terrible things that are, you know, especially tearing our country apart right now, like, I. I still see like light on the on the horizon. Like, yeah, I think like one of the ways I kind of keep a realistic amount of optimism is just kind of purge a lot of the negative stuff. I think you know oh. I do I do also talk about the positive stuff too. You know, and I think just being open to talk about whatever I'm thinking well, or feeling I, helps me to 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 see both uh, both sides of the coin. I found this guy on not no like he does these helicopters. His name is Mika Mizui. And uh, I love watching his channel and just seeing my city, his thing. And, uh, like, um, um, I asked him if I can take a ride with him. And I'm still waiting for a response. But, like, I think if I can do that with him, like, I'll be really fun. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and, I, and I share, I share drone can... videos with him, too. It'd yeah. be a lot easier for me to be positive if I like saw more things that I really care about actually like making the kind of progress that feels tangible. But, right, I'm like, know, yeah. I, I There's not a lot of places to complain about these things. Yeah, <laughs> right. when when a lot of people conceive of the issues in your life differently than you do, and you're really frustrated long term, mm. uh, they can just tend to come out over and over again. These frustrations. Um, and if you get a place where people will suddenly, or, you know, dip, will will agree with your your conception of your own life story instead of like picking it apart every time you try to explain it to people, then uh, right. 
yeah, it can become a little bit of an echo chamber, and it can be it can seem quite negative, and I hope it doesn't seem too discouraging. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I I'm just think... getting it out and venting, and sometimes it's like a helpful kind of support group. Yeah, that's fine, Shale. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's what we're here for, and 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 I know uh, how it feels when uh, you know, um, like you you think that how can I say this that that you deserve this progress because you've been working so hard at it and then it's like it it's it's like like you work and work and work and just when you need that one more thing to come together to kind of wrap the thing all up and be done with it it like falls apart right before that just like kind of like what elizabeth was saying when she said like that that she thought she was just about to be hired and then all of a sudden like oh looks like we don't need you and, but it's like you filled out the application, you did the interview, you drove well, all no, the um, there, you know. I, I had a I had a job before I was furloughed because of the coronavirus and was on unemployment, and my job called me yeah. back, and then we're like, no, because they they work in childcare, so they had just opened right. up um, slots to people locally. They expected to be swarmed by people needing childcare, right. and um, no. <laughs> Right, right. Which is but, which is good news there. Like, it, I wish tourists had reacted the same way that parents are reacting because oh. my fiance is completely swamped at work. They're up at seventy percent oh, okay. capacity again already, and that's right. without like conventions. So, right, concerned. But, but I'm just saying, like, like when when you've worked and worked and like and and you you never got compensated for work, but you thought that the work was finally going to pay off. And then all of a sudden, it just, you just dive back down to like nothing. And it's like, you might as well have not have done all that stuff that you did before. And you would have ended up in the same place anyway. That, those are the things that get on my nerves. Back to Jeremy's point, though. Uh, I, uh, one of the things that energizes me and that is going to probably make me have a slightly better outlook soon is when we do have that uh, congressional uh, testimony thing that uh, Angelo is working on going yeah. on and the Tim Ryan stuff going on. That's going to make me feel like something's actually happening. Like right now, there's a lot of limbo. And I feel like limbo, the longer it stretches, the harder it is to pull yourself out of it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that, too. Um, yeah, that's good. Have they uh, have they set any kind of date for that yet? Or I don't know if Congress sessions are so hit or miss right now. As far as I know, they haven't. But I don't. Uh, I'd have to ask Angelo or uh, anybody else involved. Or Hannah. It's uh, yeah, yeah, Hannah, Hannah too. Mm-hmm. They have a, a website, isn't it? Testify for UBI. I think. Yeah, I think it's that, dot .com. Yeah. Let me But yeah, that's a that's a that's a really cool initiative to put together. And yeah, props props to Angelo and Hannah for making this happen. Yeah, I'm reading the uh, the website now, and I get they are collecting videos. Um, 
I wonder if they're going to do they plan to present the videos live? I don't know. We'll definitely have them explain the next time that they they come on. All right, well, I guess uh, we're coming up at five minutes to the top of the hour. Yeah. Is there anything else people would like to discuss today? All right, I guess uh, I guess that'll be the show. Then, <laughs> well, thank you all for coming. Uh, we'll just real quick, we'll say goodbye and I'll uh, I'll get some much needed rest. I guess uh, Ariel, what's your uh, yeah? What's your sign off here? Yeah, so you can find me at, at Ariel's underscore Armada. And uh, my YouTube, uh, Revolutionary Thinking, is going to have a video premiered at, like, 8 p.m. Nice. It's, yeah, and uh, I'm on Instagram at uh, Ariel's, that's A-R-I-E-L-S, underscore Ariel's, that's A-E-R-I-A-L-S, for some awesome drone photos. Thank you, Ariel. Elizabeth. Hello, the Wandering Unicorn on YouTube. I will read you books and stuff. I have a Twitter. It's at Unicorn036902, but I'm not on there at the moment. How's it going? How uh, how deep into Harry Potter are you now on your YouTube channel? We are just wrapping the last chapter of the first book, and then I think I'm going to have to move to a book-by-book format instead of chapter-by-chapter. But Have you ever yeah. heard of something called Wizard People, dear reader? No. Wizard People, Dear Reader, is an overdub of the first Harry Potter movie by Brad Neely, and hmm. it's fantastic. He just replaces all the dialogue. So, uh, yeah, if you're just finishing up reading that, that might be a good kind of capstone to reflect on, and it's really funny. Okay. Um, yeah. Just Google Thank it. You. Wizard, is- Wizard People, Dear Reader. Wizard People, Dear Reader is the, uh, yeah, the title. So... Oh yeah, for sure. Check it out. It's so good. I'm probably gonna check it out again soon too. It's been a while. Um Jeremy. Uh yeah, thanks for tuning in everybody. You can find me on Twitter at Jeremy Sammons One and that is J E R E M Y S A M M O N S and the number one. Thank you, Jeremy and Mia. Mia at Mia Songbird on Twitter, and uh, yeah, that's it. And thank you very much, Mia. My name is Shale. On Twitter, I am at S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y, Shale Riley. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back next week. Stay strong, stay safe, be good to each other, and uh, we're going to get that UBI. We're going to do it.